Let's open up the lines, and uh, he is the guy that sits beside A.J. Jakovac on TSN 1200. 1200. Jeff Avery, pleasure. Thanks for taking time to join us. Hello, Bubba. How are you doing? Always good. It's game day there, partner. Let me throw this to you. You know, it was kind of universal that no one kind of wanted to be that team that allowed the Elks to snap that long home losing slump, and it turned out to be the Red Blacks. And, you know, you know I listened to your broadcast, and there seemed to be an interesting mood of real anger between the fan base and even some of the guys on the team as well, too. Have they gotten over that? One would hope so, because it, it appeared at times that they weren't really into the game in Edmonton. And so now back here after a week off, and this is as must to win a game as it can be, facing the Hamilton Tiger Cats, a game up on them, and already has the series win for the year. So they absolutely, if they have any thoughts at all, they have to win this game tonight. And still a lot of work to do for the rest of the season yet, but th this is the starting point. Hey, Jeff, you, you had two big victories uh, earlier in the season against Winnipeg and Calgary, and it looked like this Ottawa team was really starting to turn the corner and then go into a five-game losing streak. In most of those games, it looked like there was a chance to win those ball games, but didn't get a chance to get it done for a couple breaks in the game, and then you go into a bye week. What would be the change in the process coming out of the bye week for this next stretch of the season for the Red Blacks? Well, I'm not 100% sure what changes they're going to actually make. Certainly, they get a couple of bodies back. They're a little bit healthier, so you can say that. And the focus in this club has been for the last several weeks, the giving up of the deep ball, the mistakes in just man coverage and mistakes in mental errors with the, some individuals trying to do too much and giving up their own responsibilities, looking for somewhere else. So they've just got to clean up that back end and, you described it as well, Andy. At the, you know, they had a couple of great wins there when Dustin Crum was just getting underway here as the number four quarterback, got an opportunity to play because of injury. And other teams, as you well know, they spent time looking at the film and they restricted his running ability and showing him a lot of different looks. So it's tough on a first-year kid in the CFL to learn as much as he needs to learn to get out there and be consistently successful. He's doing some things well, but we look for progress there as well in those two areas. The defense has been stingy in the running game, uh, but like you mentioned, giving up a lot of yardage in the air. It, do you see any, uh, I guess, any change in that philosophy of maybe not loading the box so much to try to balance out that um, and, and add some help into the passing defense? Well, I guess it's a possibility. And, you know, <clears throat> defensive coordinator Baron Miles will look at all opportunities. Of course, the long, longstanding player himself in the secondary understands what's going on, but as I said before, I mean, in many instances, these deep balls have just been mental errors or breakdown in coverage. So, you know, they don't have to, I don't think they have to give up that focus on stopping the run. They just need to play better in the back end. And certainly getting Brandon Dandridge back last week helps. He's still leading the club with interceptions, number two in the league with four. So his presence is certainly helpful on the corner, and it gets Carriel Brooks back to his more natural inside halfback position. So I think probably there is lots of talk lots of film work, lots of discussion on what's going going on in the secondary, and certainly we're looking for, and everybody at the park tonight is looking for a better performance out of them, but I'm not sure how much of an adaption to the stop-the-run philosophy is going to be made here tonight. A guy a lot of our listeners are familiar with, wide receiver Braylon Addison, will I'm sure be excited for this matchup, uh, playing the Ticats 
for the first time. What you know? What has he brought to this team and this offense? Well, it's his second game. Uh, he we got got on the field as a starter last week out in Edmonton. He you know played the inside position inside receiver position last week and this week they have him lining up at the wide receiver position now they interchange receivers in a lot of their different sets so he'll see different parts of the field without question but what he brings is what he brings is a lot of athleticism and he brings obviously a skill set that covers pretty much everything you'd want out of a receiver it's just a matter of getting the balls in his direction and is always the case when you're dealing with a young quarterback building that rapport what's the confidence level with bob dice right now why? From Bob's perspective himself or from the, I think the viewing from, public? I guess the viewing public right now. I, it's, I mean, it, it was such a love affair just about a year ago, and now uh, there seems to be some questions. Well, given the, uh, you know, fandom gets an opportunity to watch a head coach in, at work, and there have been several calls decisions made by Bob that uh, have been questioned by the fans here in the stands, and the post-game calls have uh, actually not been all that complimentary for him. And so I think it's just a matter of winning breeds a lot of positive thought and losing, you get picked apart. And so, you know, Bob is not probably the most favored individual right now as far as the Red Blacks fans are concerned, but he did come in last year, did a good job, and the players certainly enjoy playing for him. And I think he'll continue in that position. Jeff, the last time the Ticats and uh, Red Blacks faced off, Right at the end of the game, there was an unfortunate injury to Bolivar Mitchell. Um, Santos Knox kind of, you know, n not in a malicious way, but hurt him on a on seemingly meaningless play. I'm sure our listeners are interested to hear what um, was kind of said about that from Santos Knox or in the, on the Ottawa media side. Yeah, in that play, he was just trying to run a quarterback sneak, and Santos Knox is coming over the top and grabs him in the upper body and bends him over backwards and he gets his leg pinned underneath him. It's an unfortunate, unfortunate incident. Probably he shouldn't have been in the game for that play or perhaps perhaps attacked that quarterback handling the ball differently. But yeah, not a lot has been said about that. Uh, you know, Strovan has done a, been a pretty good player for this club. A few games he's been in here and they're hoping that he'll continue to grow in that middle linebacker position. Ellis has been speaking with the enemy presented by Red Tag. Jeff Avery, always appreciate your analysis. Hope you have a great call tonight there, sir. Thanks very much, Bubba. Andy, good to talk to you.